Amen, and thank you, Lord. Hosanna means praise the Lord. Give glory and honor unto him who is great and mighty. And he does great and mighty things in our behalf. Amen. He doesn't just hold, you know, all of his uh, uh, power within himself. He gives it unto us to do great and mighty works. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise for all that he has done for you. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's good to see everyone. Thank you, Ron and Greg and Ray, for ushering us into the presence of the Lord. Nice to have uh, some music. Amen. When you come to church. Praise God. Amen. I remember the time when we have to we used to use uh, those um, videos and cartridges and all that stuff and pretend like the band was here, but they're here for real. Amen? Amen. Okay, it's a tough crowd out here today, all right? <laughs> well, hopefully you're going to be blessed. Amen? Thank you, Wendell. Praise the Lord. Well, we want to welcome everyone here, especially those that are here for the first time. If this is your first time here, please raise your hand up real big. And the ushers are going to give you a card or a, a little packet. These two already have gotten theirs. But we have one over here. Raise your hand up real big so they give you a, a packet, a little goodie packet. It's got natural gifts and spiritual gifts in there. That way we can welcome you and thank you for coming. There's a yellow card in there if you would fill it out and put it in the offering or just give it to us. And we'll make a record of your visit. We'll show you things that are coming. We've got a lot of things coming up. You wonder what's happening outside. It looks like a circus out there, doesn't it? But actually, it's a celebration of life for our own Connie Shaveria. She uh, went home to be with the Lord. You know, when we leave this life, we go to another life. Isn't that good news? We don't just lay in the ground, but we have a place in heaven that's prepared for us. And the good thing about Connie is she wasn't going to church for about 10 years. And then finally she found new heart and she said, I like it here. And I said, I agree with you, Connie. <laughs> and so she stayed here for seven years. And when I went to go visit her in one of those facilities as she was getting ready to you know, make transition, she said, I want to have the services at New Heart. I go, You're, you are more than welcome and we'll, we'll gladly uh, 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 honor your requests. So at 1 o'clock today, we're going to honor her and celebrate her life of love. The family said, you're welcome to come, welcome to be a part of it, and there's food afterwards. That's always a good catch. And, uh, <laughs> and celebrate someone, you know, like when I was at Kaiser, and people retired, they say, oh, you're going to retire in a certain time, and, and you wonder, am I ever going to make it? You know, but to see people actually retire was an encouragement. So to see someone actually live their life for the Lord and be promoted into heaven, it's a glorious thing. Amen. So we're going to celebrate her at 1 o'clock. My son's going to come up and tell us some other things that we have going on. Hello, everybody. You know, I want to tell you something. My dad has been preaching for a long time. A friend of ours just this week sent me pictures of tapes from 1994 with his sermon titles. <laughs> so you're in good hands. He's been doing this for a long time. Um, yeah, so we just have some announcements. Uh, you know, I love this church. I know you all love this church just because we feel God's love when we're here. We're transformed when we're here, and we get strength. We find strength to face life's challenges. Um, first off, just real quick, I started my uh, uh, certification program this week. This is a picture of everybody in my, it's called a cohort. 
So this is an urban youth ministry certification program. So I go one Monday night a, a, a month to Biola for five hours, and it's just the best of the best in urban youth ministry. So I'm really excited about it and wanted to show you that photo. Uh, then next, uh, the church picnic is next week. We're so excited. Um, so I didn't, this, my mom made this for me, so just bear with me, okay? Uh, it's next week on Sunday, September 26th, after service. Uh, we're having it here at the church. We usually go to it at a park, but because of COVID, we decided to do it here. So that way, you know, no one can, like, kick us out or anything. There'll be lots of food. There's going to be a dual water slide for everybody, not just the kids. The youth can do it. If the adults want to try, they can do that, too. Um, there's also going to be water balloon and other water games and a water balloon fight. So just be prepared to get wet after service, um, especially if Wilson is here. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to be here. Uh, anyway, uh, so we just need a few more things in the back. We need you to sign up to bring some sodas and some desserts. So if you haven't signed up yet, please do that for next week. Uh, and then you can also bring your favorite dish if you want. Uh, the hot food needs to be cooked and brought in a crock pot, and you can put that in the kitchen. And if you have any cold food, it can be placed in the refrigerator next week before service. All right, for the water slide, uh, we're recommending that everyone wear like a dark t-shirt and shorts um, just because, uh, just like the dunk tank, because there's a lot of slipping and sliding going on. We don't want any awkward situations. Um, and so also no jeans or jean shorts on the slide, no cargo pants, basically nothing, anything on your shorts that would tear the, the slide um, or rip it. Uh, also no shoes. And then, you know, we're also... Um, um, asking that, you know, nobody wear, like, low-cut tops or midriffs or anything like that. Um, so anyway, uh, there will also, yeah, and here are the water games. Uh, there's going to be a beach ball relay with water guns, a water balloon toss, and a water slide relay. So we got a lot going on next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, then, okay, the God Loves You Tour with Franklin Graham is coming up. It's October 9th from 9 to 11. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's the King's Men's Breakfast. <laughs> it's October 2nd at 7 p.m. It's at the National Orange Show Event Center in San Bernardino. The Newsboys are performing. I know it's going to be a really great time. We're just encouraging you to invite your friends and family who don't know Jesus to that, and then you can hopefully they'll accept Jesus and you can invite them to church afterward. It's just a really great opportunity, a witnessing opportunity. King's Men's Breakfast, October 9th from 9 to 11. We have new cards in the back. We're really excited. I know the men, they were like little kids back there when I told them that we were going to have a dart competition with uh, some prizes. We're working on a couple other prizes for second and third place, so stay tuned for that. Um, the Harvest Festival, and if you didn't hear, we have a, a Corey Seager MVP bobblehead, World Series MVP bobblehead that's going to first place. Uh, the Harvest Festival, oh my goodness, this is going to be jam-packed. Uh, it's going to be October 31st at 10.30. Uh, you're, you're not going to want to miss it. Um, we, my dad's going to be preaching a sermon on how to reap your harvest. There's going to be a lunch. There's going to be free candy and toys, cakewalk, this massive obstacle course. My mom was like, you think that's a little too big? And then my dad was like, no, that's the point. Okay, so it's huge. Um, we're going to have, I'm working, we're working on snow cones and, um, I'm not allowed to use this term, but it's like a color war. It's, we're calling it a chalk bomb battle because we don't like to use the word war. But um, basically what it is is it's a bunch of chalk and little, like, cloth, and the kids just hit each other, and it just goes everywhere. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I've seen it. Youth do it, and kids do it other places, and they just have a blast. 
Uh, Holy Spirit Fire and Weekly Prayers coming up Wednesday at, Wednesdays at 6.30. We've had a lot of testimonies from that, and Cecilia is going to give us a really good testimony um, uh, later on with my dad. Tithes and offerings, uh, you can put your tithes and offerings and those little yellow cards if you're a first-time visitor in the back in that offering uh, marble box on the back table. You can also give online at newheartforyou.com slash give dash online. I just wanted to, did, did they show the uh, slide for next week? Did they show the, did you get a chance to see the tropical slide for next week? Can we just put that up one more time? It's going to be a blast, okay? All right, that's it for me, and uh, I hope you have a great Sunday. It's always a great Sunday when we worship, right? It's always a great Sunday. Hello, everybody. Are we, how are we doing today? Are we doing all right? Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. That's, uh, this is a nice song. We're talking about victory, you know. We're talking about victory in God. And uh, the message is going to be really great today from the pastor. So. We'll do a nice song here. It's called The Sea of Victory. The Sea of Victory in God, right? Weapons may be formed, but it won't prosper. When darkness falls, it won't prevail. Amen. Because the God I serve only knows how to triumph. My God will never fail. Never fail, cause I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. That's right. For the battle belongs to the Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the
meant for evil and you turn it for good come on now and you turn it for good listen to these words now you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good and you turn it for good oh you can you take what the enemy meant for evil and we turn it I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. One more time, let's see that victory. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the Amen, right? Amen. Come on now. Amen. Praise the Lord. The victory belongs to the Lord. Amen. And we are the benefactors of it. Now, before we get started, I want to give us a, a testimony. Actually, it's a double testimony of somebody that believed God and saw things happen, even down to your little toe. You know, if your little toe bothers you, guess what? Your whole body bothers you, right? <laughs> so Cecilia's going to come up and tell us what the Lord did for you. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to share and give all the glory to our Lord Jesus Christ, the King, for what he has done for me, and I'm sure what he's doing for you, too. And that is uh, the healing that I received from the Lord and of my son as well. I'll tell you about my son. So first of all, what happened is that I started getting pain in my big toe on my left foot. And, you know, you would think it's such a small thing. And maybe you're thinking, well, I have something way bigger than that. But, you know, I gave it to the Lord. I, we did look into it. And it turns out the podiatrist said I had inflammation in the toe, which could either go away by itself um, eventually, or I could get a cortisone shot. And I said, I don't want that. But regardless, I come every Wednesday to the prayer meeting. I said, Pastor Chuck, can you pray for me? And I also had the group pray for me. So he prayed for me. 
power prayer, you know, right there. Be healed in Jesus' name. I received it. I grabbed a hold of that, and I just stayed in faith. Um, the very next day, though, he texted me, and he said, how's your toe? And I said, you know what? That's, like, a lot better. <laughs> so, like, 80% better the very next day. And then um, it still had a little bit of, uh, you know, the little bit of the pain, but I just stayed in faith, and I knew that the devil was trying to get to me because, um, you know, it would, it would hurt a little bit more. Even it would go back to, like, maybe even what it was before. But I said, no, by his stripes, I am healed. You're not going to let me, yep, you're not, the devil, you're not going to get me with your lies. And so I just stayed in faith. And over the past, I think it's been like a month, that it's just better. It's just completely all gone. So I'm claiming that. And um, I just want to testify because I want to give glory to God. And um, I also believe your healing is not complete until you testify. Because, you know, we're here to be witnesses to, to the Lord. And then the second one is about my son, which I also came um, and I presented uh, my petition to the group. And at that time, Pastor Chuck was uh, talking about the different types of prayers. And that week we were talking about the prayer of petition. Um, according to 1 John 5, um, verse 14 through 15. And so I'm just going to go ahead and read that. It says, And this is the confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. So, uh, you know, I grabbed onto that. What, I, um, what was going on with my son was that he, um, he's 14, and he started to be really rebellious. He started to, like, talk back to me a lot more. Like, all of a sudden, he started to, um, you know, be really dramatic. He's, you know, you think, well, he's a teenager. But it wasn't like him. And I, I didn't accept it. You know, again, the lie of the enemy saying, you know, oh, it's normal. Or, you know, this little pain here. Or that thing about your son, it's normal. I said, nah, -uh. I'm supposed to be living an abundant life. And that's everybody. So um, we prayed about it as well. And um, over the course of a couple of days after that, just slowly, I started noticing him go back to his little sweet self, a little bit more submissive. And so I just want to give all the praise to Jesus. You know, you might think, well, well, how do you know really it was it was that? You know, how do you know it was the Lord? Or how do you know the toe thing? You could have it could have just gone away by itself. But you know what? I don't have to know. What I have to know is to trust God, and I do. So my hands are in His life and um, in Him. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you um, give glory to God for that. Amen. Yeah. yeah, praise the Lord. You know you're not that excited about that, but if it was your son and your toe, you'd be shouting the joy. Amen. How many of you have teenagers or, or kids that are just like, as you said, kind of disruptive, disobedient, talk back? Probably nobody in here, right? No, no. The prayer of petition, give it to the Lord, let the Lord handle it. And instead of slapping them and yelling at them and being all mean and everything, uh, the Bible says that, you know, uh, a soft word uh, satisfies or takes care of meanness. Amen? Praise God. Well, I wanted you to hear that. I know, Richard, you like to hear testimonies, right? Amen. Amen. He said, I like to hear testimonies, Pastor. Okay, we got them for you. Praise God. Anyway, let's pray before we get in today's, into today's message. Father, we just thank you as we come before you today. We ask you that your word will enlighten, encourage, and strengthen us to be all that we are supposed to be in you. We thank you that the victory comes from being in your presence. So, Father, we ask you to come and be a part of this service. 
Order my mouth and my heart to speak the things that you want me to say. In Jesus' name we pray and all agreed said, Amen. Amen. Well, the title of today's message is, In His Presence We Have the Victory. You know, outside of Him, we're only doing things in our own strength, and our own power, our own skill. But with Him, we have all power, all skill, all knowledge to do everything that we need to do. Now, how many of you get frustrated when you look at situations that you're facing, and it just seems insurmountable, seems like you can't get through, you're stuck, you, you know, it's, it's formidable. It's like, how can anybody help us? I don't even know if God can help me in this situation. Well, you're here today to hear a message that is custom-tailored for you. Amen? It might be financial situations, it might be health situations, or like Cecilia said, it might be relationship situations. So we're going to look at a book in the Bible, Joshua chapter 5, and we're going to talk about what he had to do and how the Lord came to help him. You know, the Lord comes to help us. He's a mighty God, and that mighty means hero. Hero means he comes in just in the nick of time, just when you need him. I used to like that show, Mighty Mouse. Here I come to save the day. That means that mighty mouse is on his way. And, and God is that mighty man of God that comes to us and helps us in times of trouble when we can't handle what we need to handle. He says, I'll be your armor bearer. I'll be your strength. I'll be the captain of your salvation. Isn't that good news? You're not alone in this world. Praise God. So let's look at this. In jo and, uh, Joshua chapter 5, remember now, the uh, children of Israel were promised to go into a land filled with milk and honey. But the spies went out and they said, oh, it's too big, it's too mighty, these men are too mass, and, and, and they're too strong for us. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. And, and they said, we can't do it. But only Joshua and Caleb said, oh, we can. God promised it to us. We can do it with his strength. And so, but God was mad at the children of Israel. He said, all right, you all, you ain't believing me. I'm going to make you walk around this desert for 40 days, 40 years. <laughs> Do you feel like you're walking around <laughs> over and over again? You're not breaking through. You're not getting through. But God says, by believing in me, trusting in me, I'll get you through. Isn't that good news? So we want to be that people that come and rise up to believe God. By faith, things will happen for us. So here we are, Joshua and Caleb. They get to... Uh, uh, this, uh, let's show them the, uh, the, the wall. Now, I used to think that there was just one wall in Jericho. But the Bible, as, as you look at it, the archaeologists also show that it was two walls. This is the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. This was the battle of Jericho, and the walls kept tumbling down walls see what it was was they got the first wall it's on an incline you got the first wall there that's about 12 feet high then there's a space in between and then there's another wall behind that so there's two walls and the space in between I always wondered you know when they said Rahab the harlot was living on the wall I go how do you live on a wall <laughs> I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the uh, kitchen now. Excuse me. Uh, I'm on the wall. No, there's a space in between there where they actually had houses, right? So, Je so Joshua goes the day before, the night before, and checks out this wall and says, this is too strong for us. This is too mighty. I don't know how we're going to do it. You ever get there? You ever have a situation where you go, I, I, I can't. It's too big. It's too mighty. It's too strong. 
I can remember I was talking to a brother the other day who was having some financial situations. I said, brother, 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 I know about financial situations. <laughs> I've been through it. I look back and go, like, how did I make it through? <laughs> I can remember in 2008, remember they had the housing bubble burst. Houses were evaluated over the amount, and then when it dropped, it was less. Well, we had a variable interest rate that kept going up even when the houses were going down, so we couldn't refinance, and we were stuck. And we had, we had two houses, and one renter couldn't pay, and then we had a back house, he couldn't pay, and guess what? I couldn't pay. <laughs> and to make, that was one wall. The other wall was, we went to uh, work, we worked at a church, my wife and I, and, and the pastor says, well, Pastor Chuck, uh, we're moving in another direction, and I don't think we're gonna need you and your wife anymore. I go, you got to be kidding me. What We've been going in this direction for 18 years. What are you talking about? And he wanted to be in the national scene. He wanted to be on TV. He wanted to be in magazines and make a name for himself. I, myself, cared for the people and wanted to, you know, take care of them and pastoral care and make sure they were living right. I was down to earth. He was pie in the sky. And so guess what? We got our walking papers. So that was the other wall. I don't have a place to live, and I don't have a job. <laughs> oh me oh my <laughs> but the Lord <laughs> come on talk to me but the Lord had a way to break down that wall so someone told me when you get in a situation like that list a bunch of people that you know because usually your your blessing is tied to somebody that you know so I put a long list some big names some little names and I thought well maybe you know one of them will have something for me and it, lo and behold it was the receptionist who said, you know, I have a friend at APU. He's a chaplain there. Why don't you go talk to him? I go, okay. So I talked to him. He said, I know a pastor that works here that has a church in Covina. It's actually right down the street, Neighborhood Christian Fellowship. They needed a pastor and they had a parsonage, a house for the pastors. I said, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that fits like a glove. That's custom tailored. There we go. So I went there, got the job, Got the house, stayed there for three years. Then finally we came here to uh, New Heart Four Square Church. The Lord provided. He knocked down the walls. Whatever you're facing, God. Yes, God can come through. Now we own a house. It's paid for. Our cars are paid for. Thank you, Brother Don. And God did it. Amen. Not by my might, not by my power, but by his spirit, thus saith the Lord. So no matter what you're facing, if you trust and believe in God, he will do it. Amen? So the walls came tumbling down. Okay, so let's look at this here. Uh, let's get back to the scene. Slide 59. So Joshua's out there. He's looking at this form formidable wall. And he lifted his eyes and looked up, and a man, notice this capital M, stood beside him or opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. Now, this is not a friendly posture, is it? If you came home and you saw a guy in your, in your house with a sword drawn, what would you think? This is trouble. I don't know what is. Joshua said, are you for us or against us? <laughs> you know what I mean? But interesting, Joshua wasn't scared. He walked up to the man. Do we have a picture of the man? Yeah, he walked up to him and said, are you for us or are you for our adversaries? And I like the way this man answered. It, it, this is a man, but actually it's not really a man. It's the Lord Jesus Christ, pre-incarnate. 
Christophany. That's appearances of Jesus before he was actually born in Bethlehem. The Bible says what? In John, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and in him everything was made, and by him everything was made. So Jesus was in the beginning, but yet he didn't manifest himself until he came into uh, Bethlehem. How do I explain that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I talked to my friends that play basketball. I says, how can a man be God? I go, well, I think you got it wrong. It, it was God became man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I said, you have to spiritually discern it, you know? And so I'm planting seed. I'm trying to get them to, I said, you know, in your, in your book, you know, most religions, you have to work your way into heaven, yeah. right? Do this, do that. In, in Christianity, you already made heaven, and now you're working the works because you already have what God has promised you. Praise God. You, you don't have to work to get to heaven. You just have to believe and accept him. Isn't that good news? So he goes, uh, are you for us or against us? Now, I like the way he answered. Let's go to the next slides. So he said to him, nay, no, neither. I'm not on your side. I'm not on the adversary's side. That's an interesting answer, isn't it? Nay, I'm not going to talk about that. I'm here to, as the commander of the army of the Lord. I have come, and Joshua fell on his face. In other words, what he was saying is, I'm not, I'm not taking orders from you. I'm not on your side. I'm on the Lord's side. I do what he commands me to do, not what you tell me to do. So the answer for us is, is God for us? Yeah, but we need to get on his side. Amen? Find out what he wants us to do. Joshua was doing what God had called him to do to take the city. He was going by faith, looked at the wall and said, I don't know how I'm going to do it. You ever get that way? How am I going to do it, Lord? What's going to happen? How's this going to work out? Amen. You know, I know when in, in our financial history, my wife and I, we got out of debt like two times and then got back into debt. How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> the wife the Lord gave me. Praise God. But anyway... <laughs> We have, a, we have, you know, now we have online banking and you can see where all you spend your money. And so I was looking at it one day and my wife was looking. She said, somebody's going around and spending money at these places here. I go, baby, that's us. That's us, baby. So the key. <laughs> uh, so he said, I'm commander of the Lord's army. I'll go back to 14. And so what did... Joshua do, he got on his face and worshiped the Lord. And he said, this is holy ground. Take your sandals off. This is holy ground. Wherever you are and wherever you're experiencing the Lord, you will, it's, it's holy ground. He's there in your house, in your car, wherever you're at. You need the presence of the Lord to get the victory that you need in your life. Amen? You need his, his direction, his encouragement, his strength. And when you have that, you, you just feel the victory. You know it's going to win. You know, sometimes you just say, I know God's going to do it, just like uh, Cecilia was saying. I'm not taking things as normal. I'm believing my toe is going to be healed without the shot. I believe my son is going to be uh, delivered without therapy. <laughs> Amen? Inwardly, God comes in and takes care of situations. Praise God. So we know that... that uh, uh, okay, so what? See, he worshiped the Lord, and then what did he say? What does my Lord say to a servant? No, speak now, Lord. Tell me what you want me to do, and I will do it. 
That's what we have to do. Lord, I'm at your hands. I'm at your disposal. Tell me what you want me to do, and I will do it. So the Lord told him, here's what I want you to do. I want you to march around the city six times with the praisers. Let's see, the, there they are. <laughs> They're all, all tight and in order, aren't they? And, and they're marching around, and he says to him, don't say a word for six days. Now, why would he tell him that? Don't say a word for six days. Anybody want to guess? Obedience. You, get, you do so good on these questions, I tell you. <laughs> Obedience. What, what, what prevented him be, before? They kept murmuring and complaining. Murmur, murmur, murmur. Let's say that, let's say that together. Murmur, 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 murmur. Doesn't it sound terrible? God said, I've had it with you all. <laughs> he said, I'm going to send an angel ahead of you. He told, she, he told him, well, I'm going to send an angel because I can't take the murmuring and the complaining. And Moses said, oh, no, we're not going anywhere without you, Lord. If you, if you don't go with us, we're not going to win. We're not going to be victorious. You can't leave home without him. Amen. You need the presence of the Lord to go with you wherever you're going. I have the presence of the Lord wherever I go, even when I play Z basketball. Amen. And the guys know it. They said, be careful because he, he, he prays. You know, he has the Lord. He's got Holy Ghost on him. You know, be careful because, you know, when you least expect it, I'm elected. <laughs> I'm the star today. And, and the other day, I don't know what happened. I, I got back from... Um, uh, Evangeline's uh, going away party for Andy, and I just was filled with the Spirit. I just felt so great. Everything went in. Everything went in. It bounces, you know, like angels in the outfield just keep bouncing right in there, you know. And, and now they call me last, last, last shot Chuck. In other words, when it gets to the point where you need a basket, just throw it to him. He's going to do it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now, you think, well, and my other friend, who's not, he's, he's Jewish, he goes, God doesn't care about basketball. I go, nobody cares about me, and I'm playing basketball, and I can pray that he'd do, you know, the best he could do with what he's got. You know, I'm only 5'7", you know. <laughs> got to shoot over the guys. But I, I, I have this book that I got for, for Don and his son about all the NFL players that actually call on the Lord every play of the game. Every time they go to, you know, do a play, they say, this is unto you. He said, even when it gets hectic and it looks like things aren't going our way, I still give my heart to you, Lord, and watch you work in my life. Amen? So we have to do that. No matter where we go, what we do, the Lord is on. His presence is with us. Praise God. And here's my last thought on that. Uh, you say, well, God doesn't care about basketball, but he cares about us. Now, a father plays dolls with his girls, right? His little girls, don't they play with their, you know? Does he care about the dolls? No. He cares about the kids. And that's why he plays with them. God doesn't care about basketball, but he cares about us. He'll play with us. He wants to be a part of everything that we're doing. At one time I went to go play basketball, they said, okay, uh, you can play, but don't use, don't use your faith. We don't, don't put Jesus in this. We just want to play you. We don't want to play you and Jesus. Amen. When David sinned, he said, please, Lord, don't take away your presence from me. So they marched around. They're marching. And some people say, well, maybe they just went to spy out the land and see how the, 
the walls were. They knew that, day one, day two, day three. Why six days? They were teaching them to keep your mouth closed. What does that mean for us? Maybe you're believing for your spouse. Maybe you're believing for situations. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Amen. Don't put, you know, venom. Don't put evil on it. Don't put the, my kids are no good. My kids don't know what they're doing. You know, they're a mess. I don't know where they came from. <laughs> it's on my wife and I, when we were growing up, when Charles did something wrong, I go, that's your side. I think that's your side that's showing up here. She said, oh, no, 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 that's your side. That's for sure your side. But it's neither side, amen? <laughs> Praise God. So no murmuring or complaining. And guess what happened? On the seventh day, when they marched around six times, on the seventh day, they marched around six times, and then the walls came down. How did that happen? There was no earthquake. There was no lightning. There was nothing that happened but... I believe these angels came and knocked it down for them. you got angels working in your behalf. As you command and speak the word of God, the angels come into force. They say they're ministers to those who are heirs unto our salvation. I've seen them move paperwork. I've seen them break down walls. I've seen things change because God knows how to do it. So they say that the walls fell what? Flat. What do you mean flat? That means there was not one brick on top of another. They were flat. How, who, who could do that? But the angels, the army, the hosts came and they laid out the bricks so that the people could walk over them and go up the hill and capture these people. Praise God. That's some kind of work, isn't it? Because if you blow up something, there's just stuff all over the place. But he said they were laid flat. Isn't that good news? You, your, your situations are going to be laid flat. Praise the Lord. So the thing is, we have to seek the Lord, seek his presence. In 1 Chronicles 28, 9, now David knew this principle. Can you imagine that David never lost a battle? Isn't that amazing? Never lost. Can you say that? You never lost a battle? Well, you've got to keep fighting and you will not lose. But here's what he told his son. Next slide. It says, as for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches in heart, all hearts and understands all the intents of the thoughts. If you seek him, he'll be found of you. Isn't that good news? Yes. You, you couldn't find him if you wanted to. If he hid from you, you couldn't find him. But if you seek him, he will be found. He'll show up. Praise God. And so, you, know, you say, well, why doesn't he just show up all the time? Well, once you get into his presence, once you sense him and know that he's with you, he will stay with you. There's, there's a scripture, I don't have it up there, but it's in Zephaniah. It talks about um, that the Lord rejoices over us with singing, that he dances, and with a loud voice, he sings over us. He's rejoicing over us. So what I would do, since I saw that scripture, in the morning, like at 3 o'clock at the fourth watch, I would just dance before the Lord. I said, Lord, if you're dancing, I want to dance too. If you're singing, I want to sing too, you know. If you love me, I want to love you too. And we just dance and we have sweet fellowship together. And things just seem to work out today. I didn't have to pray hard. Why? Because his presence is with me and his presence gave me the victory. When he shows up, he arranges things. He makes things work for our good. People are, are attracted to us. People want to give us things. Amen? Isn't that good news? So in Psalms... Um, 
27, 7th and 8. Look at this. This is a hard one. It says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, Lord, will I seek. In other words, we're supposed to seek his face, not his hand. What does that mean? You just want to be in his presence. You just want to love him. You don't want to just come to him for a favor. You have somebody that comes to you, you've never seen him for a while, it's been two or three years, they say, hey, Pastor Chuck, uh, I want to ask you a favor. <laughs> Where you been? <laughs> I haven't seen you in I don't know how long. But me, being the loving, caring pastor, always take care of him. My wife says, why do you do that? I go, because I just can't resist. I just can't. It's just in me to help people, to love them like Christ loved us. And when we're gone from the Lord, though he'd be wondering where we are, he still will help us. But the thing is not just to seek his hand, but seek his face. Don't, don't come to him for what you can get. Come to him because you love him and you want to be with him and you want to spend time with him. Praise the Lord. Amen. So this was the battle of Jericho, Jericho. Jericho. Are you in a battle with Jericho? Are you in a battle with walls that seem formidable that you can't overcome? God will overcome them for you. So here's a, the final, the three steps to victory. It's first get on the Lord's side. Find out what his will is, what the word of the Lord is for your life. When you do that, then, all, then you're on his side. You're not making the things up. You're doing what he has called you to do. And second, invite his presence into the situation. Lord, I can't do this. Could you come and help me? We were at a conference, Foursquare conference, and the president of the Foursquare church said, I just wake up in the morning and say, Lord, this is too big for me. Can you just help me get through this? The president of the Foursquare denomination. Now, some people say that's weak leadership. No, that's strong leadership, counting on the Lord. And the third thing is worship him before it happens. Give him the praise. Give him the glory. Know that it's going to happen because he's in your uh, presence. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that as we face our situations and the trials and tribulations that are up against us, some of them look so big and so formidable that we can't overcome them, but we know that you can. So, Father, we lift them up to you. We ask you for your strength, for your wisdom, for your understanding of the situation to guide and direct us the way we, sh we should go. We trust in you with all of our heart and lean not into our own understanding. In all our ways, we acknowledge you and you will direct our paths. So for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you need some, uh, some God's assistance, God's presence in your life? Amen. Yay, amen. Amen. Well, Father, uh, those that are here, those that are listening, if you've never accepted the Lord, if you've not been on his side and accept him into your life, this is a time that you can do that. You can actually speak the word of God and he'll come into you and, and uh, cleanse you of all sins, cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So Father, uh, repeat after me, uh, saints. Father God, I thank you for Jesus. He came to, to uh, pay the price for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart, be Lord of my life, and guide and direct me all the days of my life. 
And if you said, I've kind of strayed away a little bit, I need to have God come back into me in, in, in fullness, repeat after me. Say, Father God, I repent for my ways. I ask you to come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Guide and direct me. Let your presence be with me always. In Jesus' name.